Hey, everybody. I'm Brian Grossman, executive editor here at 6035 Magazine. This is the 6035, the weekly show that recaps all you need to know in the news. Our guests in studio today are photographer Brian Aller and managing editor Helen Lewis. And we're talking about vinyl. Welcome to the 6035. Thanks. Glad to be here. Yeah. So uh, if you out there in the world have not picked up our latest issue, which is uh, on stands as of yesterday and in homes probably today, uh, this is it. Um, we won't talk about the model on the cover unless we, we really want to. But, uh, the story is about the resurgence of vinyl. Um, I have a little snippet from the story. I'm going to read this. According to the Record Industry Association of America, 17 million vinyl albums were sold in the U.S. in the first six months of 2021, nearly doubling the sales in the same period of 2020 and generating almost $500 million in retail sales. So, That's incredible. Um, Brian, for those who don't know what vinyl is, the reason you're here, <laughs> you shot these photos. Jeannie, Jeannie Devant wrote the story. Uh, you shot a bunch of great photos to go with it. This uh, is correct. Jeannie wasn't able to come in, but I don't think she's quite the vinyl head that you are. I, I don't know. I'd beg to disagree with you on that. Oh, yeah, I, okay. think, uh, I think Jeannie's got a little freak flag going on. Yeah, okay. And, you know, <laughs> she has I know her own vinyl she's, uh, she's into Zeppelin, so yeah. you never know. Well, Jeannie was a musician for yeah. people who don't know that. Yeah. I've, I've known that, and I actually used to be a musician myself. Yeah. So. Uh, how long have you been into vinyl? Oh, my gosh. Uh, listen, it's what we were raised on as kids, you know? I mean, since I was five, six years old, yep. my parents have taught us to, uh, you know, appreciate records. I mean, I can just picture my dad's album collection to this day. In fact, I think I probably have a few in my collection that belong to my parents. So yeah, it's always been a part of my life. Yeah. And Helen, are you, were you a vinyl person? Not no. ever. No. My dad. Although um, my earliest memories of any music were my dad. In my mind, mm -hmm. he owned like four records. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dolly Parton, Rolling Stones, Kenny Rogers, Johnny Horton. Oh, Johnny yeah. Horton. Johnny Horton. That's well, you could do worse than the first three. I don't know about the Johnny Horton. <laughs> yeah. I, the, my jury's well out on Johnny Horton, too, but the yeah. first three. First three, solid. Yeah. If you're going to have four records. Uh -huh. yeah. Uh -huh. And yeah. how many records do you think you have? Oh, I don't know. A few hundred yep. at this point. You know, just going back to, like, our parents, if you ever met my father, mm -hmm. you would never know that he would be cranking Deep Purple <laughs> in the morning followed by Queen later in the afternoon. And then, you know, just all these really heavy rock bands from the early yeah. 70s. You know, he was an Air Force guy and just you would never guess in a million years that he was, you know, that kind of a person. So, yeah, music does something to people. Um, Wait, did you have vinyl? Yeah. Uh, so the very first record I remember getting was from a showbiz pizza, which is Chuck E. Cheese these days. And it was the animatronic bear and his band on a 45. So it was an actual rec it was yeah, a record. It was a 45. Huh. And, and was it a prize? How did this uh, work? I think I got it because I had a birthday party there. So part of the, pr the birthday package was you this were 45. Fancy. Oh, it was so yeah. fancy. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my first vinyl record. <laughs> I never collected vinyl. Um, it, it was definitely on the way out, you know, as I was growing up and cassettes were still the thing. My first car had a cassette tape player. Yes. Uh, nice. I think the first cassette I bought with my own money was Green Day's Dookie. Oh, Can we say one. Dookie? <laughs> uh, that's a good one. Yeah, it is a good album. Um, 
And then the first CD, I remember my parents bought a CD player when I was super young. Mm-hmm. And the first CD they bought to go with it was Daryl, uh, it was Hall & Oates. Uh, H2O, I think, was the album with Maneater. Uh, so also a solid piece of the nice. 80s there. Yeah. I feel like your parents were early adopters. They, they, my dad was, yeah, yeah. He had to have the newest tech yeah. back in the day. Nice. Um, so we got a CD player in the late 80s, I think. So uh, what was your first album? Uh, actually, it's right here. This is my very first album, and it's still wrapped. The oh. Fun Boy 3, mm-hmm. and these are three members of the, the specials. specials. Yeah. Uh, I bought this when uh, we lived in Germany mm-hmm. in the early 80s, and um, still got the price tag on it, British pounds. So, yeah, I've been lugging nice. that thing around for a long time. But you've never opened it? Oh no, it's been played. Yeah, oh, my sister and I, my sister plot. Kelly yeah. and I used to play this all it's the time. So, yeah, it's uh, that's the first one. Yeah, never stopped. Yeah. Was the specials they had? Was that stop your messing around, Rudy? Was that uh, the specials? It was right. I think so. Yeah, stop your messing around. They did Ghost Town. You know the song Ghost Town. I don't know that one. Yeah, that's okay. a classic. <laughs> You're gonna have to sing <laughs> it. I will you hum a few bars? I will not be singing. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, uh, and the cover has this one on it, Rolling Stones. Let it bleed. Does that have any special place in your heart? Always. I mean, how can you can't go wrong with the Stones? No. I mean, look, Gimme Shelter. That's like one of my favorite songs. Is on this on this album, Let It Bleed, Midnight Rambler. My God, it's yeah. That's from the '70s. This is a step up from Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> so showbiz, showbiz pizza. Um, yeah. So in the story, we talked to local uh, record shops. I think there are about six of them now. Uh, Tiger Records is one. What's Left Records, <laughs> who's owned by our own Brian Ostro, who does our reverb column. Uh, he and his brother, I believe, own that. Leech Pit Records, uh, which has been around for. Mm. A pretty long time. I love the Leech Pit Records photo because Thank his you. son yeah. is holding a Charlie Crockett album, mm-hmm. and I'm a big fan of Charlie Crockett. So uh, if you haven't listened to Charlie, pick that up. Independent Records is in there, which is, I think, the OG of record shops around here. Yeah, actually, do. there was another one in town I can remember when I was growing up. It was called Recycle Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that was the same principle as what, what we're seeing now, and that was, you know, back in the 80s when we were kids and spent a lot of time and money in that place. So yeah. it's a, it's uh, a and Earth Earth Pig is another one, Earth Pig Music, which I think is one of the newer ones. But So... Actually, no, it's... Like oh, is Earth Pig 30, 31 years Oh, is that the... Yeah. Oh, okay. That's yeah, one of the been for a while. Yep. Um, does certain music sound better on vinyl? Uh, that's debatable. Um, personally, mm-hmm. I think so. But if you don't have the right kind of sound system, it's... It's not gonna. It's not gonna have the full impact. I mean, you, the needle picks up on these little nuances that I. I don't think digital does. Yeah, digital is pretty close. But I. I, I think. Uh, you know, if you got a record player with the cool set of Pioneer speakers or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you're gonna notice a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in fact, uh, just recently, my my daughter Elise bought a record player with her Christmas money, mm-hmm. which shocked all of us. And uh, when she and subsequently bought an album right after that and has been listening to it every day and she's bought new albums. But if there's one thing that she has mentioned to me is it does sound different Mm -hmm. than what she listens to on her iPhone. So it's just kind of cool to, you know, be sitting there in the living room and all of a sudden you hear 
the record player is starting in the bedroom, you know, and she's mm-hmm. listened to the whole thing. So I don't know. I think it's a, it's a movement for sure. And flip phones are coming back too. So the children are going to save and the film, future. Film cameras. Film cameras, happening. Polaroids. Yeah. 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 Back, yeah. back to the 70s and 80s. Uh, you said you were a musician. What kind of music did you play? Uh, and what instrument? I played guitar. I was a rhythm guitar player. Mm-hmm. We had a band in Boulder. Um, trying to find a way to describe the music. It was kind of like crash test dummies on steroids kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was an interesting band. We had like a cello player, a lead guitarist, a bassist. We didn't have a drummer. We actually had a conga player. And, huh. Uh, it was four it sounds part very harmony. bolder. <laughs> we, were, we were pretty good. We what, was, what were you called? Sugar in the Raw. Nice. Sugar did you the... go listen to them? Did you cross we, over in Boulder? No. No. I think we missed no. each other. By All right. No, we had we'd, we'd broken up by then. So, but, but I'm sure I've been to some of the venues that you probably I would hope so. And, uh, you know, we played on the hill a lot. Mm-hmm. Taylor's, The Sink. Tulagi's? Uh, was Tulagi's there? I don't. There? Oh, yeah. I right don't think we to, ever played Tulagi's. It was right next kinda, to the Fox, right? Yes. Yeah. We played, I, we, I think we played a show or two at the Fox. Yeah. I mean, it was, we weren't in a big band, but we we had a lot of fun. Yeah. So it's good music town. Boulder. Yeah. 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 So, so, what's your favorite music now? Uh, you know, I'm pretty open to anything at this point, but I, I still defer back to, you know, the old stuff. I just. Classic rock. Yeah. It's just a part of your, your life at this point. And, I don't know. Yeah. I'd say pretty much what you're sit, uh, looking at the table right there is routine for me. So, What's yours, Brian? I'm going to ask Brian because he sends me all the time. Yeah, I send music like, out. Like, yeah, sends music out. Uh, I don't have Wait, a... wait. He sends you music? You want me to yeah. send you some music? Yeah. I'd really like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can get on the list. It's very short. <laughs> Special list. I have eclectic tastes. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> We actually have pretty similar tastes. I, you know, I, once you, you know, get on his list, like you Devotchka, you like, like Devotchka. I like oh, Devotchka. Yeah, Devotchka is cool. I like Americana. I, you know, I grew up listening to uh, what did I say? The Bee Gees and and uh, Showbiz Pizza. Um, it's a good combo. But uh, yeah, you know everything from hip hop to uh, I'm a big bluegrass fan. I like acoustic music. Uh, I like Americana, which, you know, you could lump in with the bluegrass stuff. I, I hated country music for the longest time and then realized that I was listening to the wrong kind of country music. There's definitely um, a wrong kind of country music. I don't turn on my radio much. Uh, you know, I'll use Spotify and, and YouTube or yeah. where I look things up. But um, classic country and new people doing classic country. Like I mentioned, Charlie, Cro- Charlie Crockett is awesome. Um Coulter Wall is an amazing young country artist. He's Canadian. Uh, uh, Lost Dog Street Band is really cool if you haven't heard of them. Um, and then, yeah, on the hip-hop side, it sits everywhere too. So. Yeah, I, yeah think- I like everything. There's good music and bad music, and I like the good stuff. <laughs> I, I kind of have the same eclectic mix, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously, you know, I like what I grew up with, but, I mean, it, if you're a music lover, you, you evolve with – you know, the sound that's uh, happening now and you find right. a way to, to get that into your niche. So, you know, I love all that stuff like that. We grew up on old cl- uh, classic country music, yeah. you know, Willie Nelson and oh, yeah, Tanya Tucker and Dave Allen Greer and all those guys. Uh, not Dave Allen Greer. I'm sorry. I've spaced out his name. Um, Merle Haggard. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Johnny. Johnny Cash. 
Yeah. Played, he played here in Colorado Springs. At the City Auto, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. This is the quality of music since Johnny Cash in the Springs. is. Although it's I, changed. Ice Cube is coming to the World Arena, I think, in a couple months, just on the heels of Snoop Dogg. Sticks will be here. Sticks okay. will be here. In the next few weeks. So. Yeah. It's still rolling. All this old stuff is still rolling. It's kind of cool to see. I, I made a controversial comment about how I can't tell the difference between Sticks, Journey, and Rush. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and nobody's ever seen them in the same room together. So yeah, they're probably the same band. You didn't answer the question, Helen. What's what's your uh, what's your favorite music? I I will get something in my head, play it fifty times, and then move on. Yeah. All over the place. Okay. I want to thank Brian for introducing me to Run the Jewels. Oh, yeah, um, okay. <laughs> among other things. Yeah. But see, I will listen to just about anything except the wrong kind of country. Yeah. Um, and really, like, heavy death metal. Yeah. Sort of, I, I can't. I Everyone who loves that, have at it. Mm-hmm. That's great. I just can't. But otherwise, yeah. I got a few questions for you, Helen. Yeah, go. <laughs> Bee Gees or ACDC? Oh, man. Oh, I object to both. I understand. <laughs> got to pick one. <sighs> Fine. Probably, oh, probably ACDC then. Good choice. They've got, they've got some songs that drive me crazy, though. Like, if it comes on, I'm just like. Oh my God, no! They're all pretty similar. They are pretty similar. They're pretty right, similar. I got another but yeah. question for you. Okay, okay. Olivia Newton-John uh-huh. or Keith Urban? Oh, oh, oh! See, <laughs> <sighs> Olivia. Uh, also, you just have to because you know she's been so many things. Are there others? The last one. I think that's. Okay. Oh, I was going to say. I thought that I was mean, it. I mean, no. Now, I, I also, I've heard Keith is wonderful. Just a Everyone I've talked to is like they. Everyone in the world has worked for Keith Urban at some stage, okay. or maybe it's all Australians, mm-hmm. um, and they all say he's amazing. Last question. Last one. Yeah. In excess mm-hmm. or Midnight Oil? Ooh, Why are, are you doing this to me? Because <laughs> you're Australian. That's not okay. Oh, oh. Um. I know. Yeah, my that's answer, too but... hard. I want to say Midnight Oil. False. Uh, I would have said I would have said in excess, but <sighs> it's just really that's that's not a fair question. There should be two lanes for those things. You can't put those up against question. each other. That was a good one. Yeah. 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 And I saw in excess in concert. You did. One of the fortunate I'm actually ones. jealous. Maybe my answer deep down was in excess. I don't know. Mm. What's the last big concert you went to? The last big one. Um, the last big one was Black Sabbath. Yeah. And that was an incredible, incredible show. If you never have seen Ozzy Osbourne in a live performance, you know. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne's alive. He's, uh, he's hanging on. Yeah. Hanging on. He likes the F word a lot. Yeah. Um, that wasn't your last concert because you did James no. Taylor for us, but that was probably your last. Yeah, no, the one that, the, that you paid to go to see, right? Last, that was the last big concert. Mm-hmm. The last show that I, I can remember seeing was Tears for Fears at the Pike Speak Center. Oh, yeah. That mm-hmm. was a great show, too. Yeah. But uh, I don't know if we have time, but I, I just remember at the Black Sabbath show, you know, there was all these parents bringing in their kids, you know, and, like, you could just tell that they were getting off work and wearing ties and, <laughs> like, you know, checking their cell phones. And, you know, everyone's, you know – it's after work so it's on a weekday and 
I remember focusing on this one guy and his bringing his two kids with their long hair and they're wearing their black Sabbath shirt. They're probably like 14 or 15. And the dad was wearing like a blazer, kind of like yours, <laughs> had a tie on. Show gets going and they're playing all those crazy Black Sabbath songs, War Pigs, whatever mm-hmm. you name it. And at some point I glanced over at that family and I see the two boys and they're just like, you know, doing their whole thing like this. And the dad is now shirtless and he's wearing his tie around his head and who knows what happened to his blazer. And he's running for mayor. (laughs) Might have been. That's just the power of music. You know, look at it. Generational and... Yeah. All right. Last question then. What was the first concert that you paid your hard-earned money to go see? Do you remember that? I don't know if I paid my hard-earned money, but it came from somewhere. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I believe, and I, I can't remember, but it could have been Motley Crue uh-huh. at the City Auditorium, or it was, I just can't remember, or it was, uh, I think it was Bon Jovi. Oh, okay. And Cinderella opened up for them. All right. I think that was with my Where was that? money. The McNichols Arena. Oh, okay. And sidebar, uh, I saw... Def Leppard with all my high school friends, also at McNichols Arena with uh, Tesla. And you probably know the Pour Some Sugar on Me video oh, yeah. and a few others. They were all filmed at that concert. Oh, okay. So somewhere in the audience, I'm I'm in there. So As a server at a restaurant in Boulder, I waited on the drummer from Def Leppard. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Was, he, was he good to you? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's, he was a nice guy. Tip twenty yeah. percent, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some people don't know this. The drummer from Led Zeppelin, or uh, yeah, uh, oh. uh, um, yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> what band? Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm. I, know. I, I was going to ask you how yeah. he had dinner, but I didn't want to. Well, that joke. with his one arm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's he taught himself. I think he was in a car accident yeah. and, and yeah. Yeah. taught himself how to play, essentially the arms part with his feet. And I think he played the bass with his. Yeah, this was the first tour that they went on when we saw them where he was doing yeah, it. Yeah, it was incredible. Arm. My God, that guy is an incredible one arm drummer. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, because it happened when he was already yeah. part of the band. Yeah. Uh, the accident happened. So, mm-hmm. what was the first concert do you remember paying for? You know, I want to say something really edgy like that, but it was it, Harry Connick Jr. Nice. In a very small setting. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. He's it talented was... and handsome. He was very talented and very handsome. This is like, um, I mean, yeah, this was in Brisbane. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. It was great. He's no yeah. Michael Bublé. But... And I never saw it because he's <laughs> – you just hurt me. Um, I never saw him in New Orleans, which I – you know, because he's from New Orleans. Right. So I, I, wish I, I wish I had, but I did see him in Brisbane. So, what about you? First concert that I paid yes. for? Yes. I saw uh, Rage Against the Machine at Fiddler's Green. Ooh. Yeah. And, That's uh, a good one. That's really good. <coughs> Wu-Tang Clan was supposed to open up, but Old Dirty Bastard was in rehab, and so they had to pull out of the tour, and Roots took over. Uh, the Roots were the opening band. Wow. Yeah. Well, so Roots lose. and Rage. <laughs> Except it was at Fiddler's, which is my least favorite place to go see a show. I but. saw Jimmy Page and Robert Plant at Fiddler's Green. And yeah. That was probably the best concert I've ever seen. Yeah. Straight up they get Led good Zeppelin music. songs from start to end. is mind-blowing. The, they've got like the uh, – they have to be done by, I think, 10 o'clock at night. because yeah. And there's decibel mm-hmm. levels that they can't exceed. So Fiddler's, meh. But I saw B.B. King at Fiddler's too. Um, so I've been to a couple shows there, but yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. And we might have a new amphitheater here in the spring. Yeah. Sounds like it's going to happen. Well, anyway, I want to thank Brian and Helen for joining us in the studio today. Don't forget to pick up this week's issue of the 6035 News Magazine, available on newsstands uh, and in your mailbox around the city. Check out our new website at 6035media.org. Let us know what your favorite concerts and vinyl records are. Uh, we like to get comments and questions, and you can go to podcast at 6035media.org. To check out all our podcasts. The show is produced by Dave Gardner and Nick Raven. Videocast is directed by Nick Raven. Music is by Jeremiah Walter. Our digital media specialist is Sean Cassidy. Art director is Dustin Glatz. Publisher is Amy Gillentine. And I'm Brian Grossman, Editor-in-Chief. We'll see you next time on The 6035. The 6035.